0: fucking Bella. Okay, uh, ladies and gentlemen, it is the 17th. Uh, this is the uh, 17th episode of this movie horror marathon that we're working on. Bella, get out of that bag. Psst, psst, you, get it. Sorry, the cat was hopping in a bag. But um, uh, 17th episode, so we did something a little different. Um, a ton of these movies that we've seen or a combination of half of it have seen it or anything like that but we uh, watched a movie tonight that uh, we both have not seen all the way through Uh, I checked out a little bit of it and then stopped because I got
1: mad at him for starting to watch it without me
0: like a year almost two years later more than two years later um, we finally got to see it so that was good but uh, we finally got to watch Get Out and um, so what we'll do is tell you how, what, how we feel about it before. And then um, if you want to watch the movie, you should get, actually sit down and watch it. Uh, there are a lot of avenues to watch this movie, so it ain't hard.
1: Yeah if you want to borrow it, like get in contact with us. We will gladly watch it again with you. Just know that this is going to be full of spoilers. This podcast, this episode will be full of spoilers for this movie. And you definitely want to watch the movie before we give away any of the twists and turns. Because this is more of a mystery thriller movie than it is like a horror film. And there's a lot of twists and turns. So please go watch this movie first.
0: Okay. So with that said, how did you feel about it?
1: I loved it. It was... It made me cringe. But in a not in a good way i guess but i cringed because of what was happening in the film not because of what like how bad or good the film was like that that didn't have anything to do with it It was all about the tension and the just weirdness that was happening with the characters on the screen oh yeah it was fantastic i
0: get what you're saying so uh this is jordan peele uh if you don't know who jordan peele is uh he had a very popular show key and peel uh, himself and another comedian, uh, they made all these sketches and the underlying theme of a lot of them were just about race and differences and stuff and them just kind of making fun of it. And sometimes coming up with really good points and uh, there were a lot of funny things like that. They had really silly ones too, but um, they're real good about discussing yeah. racial ideas and, and real important stuff. You know, in the world.
1: Yes, through a comedic lens. Yeah.
0: So, um, there was a few interviews with Jordan Peele, and he talked about that that comedy and horror. Uh, it's a lot of the same, the same skeleton. Uh, there's a lot of anticipation, especially with a really good joke. You have to do a good build up, and then enough info in to keep people going, and then you hit them with the punchline. Just like with a horror scene, you you build up that tension. And you get everything going, and then you scare the shit out of somebody, or you do a fake release, and then build up some more attention, and like that. And so, um, it's pretty crazy to me that uh this is his first like directoral. This is de- directoral debut, and writing a screenplay. He he wrote and directed this, and this movie did amazing. It's his. Yes,
1: it's it's it's, it's, it's so good.
0: It, it it's very mind blowing to me that. Like it, that's a magical part about horror. Like anybody can have an amazing idea. You don't have to be weird. There isn't a certain thing you have to have to come up with really good horror. It it actually helps when you have different like point of views with things and stuff like that. You know, it doesn't have to be a crazy creepy old white guy that went through shit in his life. A lot of the I mean, older guys were like
1: one almost one hundred percent of them. Yeah, <laughs> like ninety nine point oh. nine percent of horror films. Yeah. Some fucked like, up old white dude.
0: Yeah, like in the first episode when I explained about Wes Craven. Th- he came up with Freddy Krueger because he saw a guy in a dark alleyway with fucking sores on his face. And the guy just kept looking at him in the window.
1: Mm-mm. So, you know what I
0: mean? It's just. That would fuck me up. So, Wes Craven has some yeah. fucked up, like. Stuff in his brain. He's Traumatic
1: like, memories. Yes.
0: So, uh, that happens a lot with a lot of characters. Uh, oh.
1: I mean, this, that's, this, that idea holds over into this film as well. Um, If you have been living under a rock for several years and don't know anything about this film, basically it's a mixed race couple, a white woman and a black man, and she brings him home to meet her family for the first time. Okay? And for anyone who has ever been in a mixed relationship or any person of color who has ever had to go to a friend's house who is white, there's a lot of tension there that, like, people don't ever... Like, white people don't necessarily ever think about, but is definitely present there. And this is something that Jordan Peele has had to go through in his entire life. Every woman, basically, he's ever dated. He's married to... um
0: um, from Brooklyn Nine-Nine.
1: Chelsea Peretti.
0: I can't remember her name. Her real name is Saved My Life. That's,
1: it's, her name is Chelsea Peretti, right? Oh, I
0: thought that was in the show.
1: I don't know. Any The girl who plays... Yeah, Chelsea Peretti is her real name. She's Gina in the show.
0: Okay, gotcha. She,
1: the girl who plays Gina in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. That's his wife. And, you know, being a mixed race couple, I mean, we've experienced it. It's something that they that he has had to deal with. And a lot. He even said in the commentary that um, this, a lot of the different instances that happen in this film, like all the awkward, a little bit of the awkward moments, came from directly from his life.
0: Yeah. So um, there's a really good build up to it. Uh, there's one big scene. It's the garden party. Trust me, we'll tell you when you need to watch the movie. But uh, there's a garden party scene. Um, that build up and tension in that. I have felt that. <laughs> personally uh with a lot because the main character uh chris he's the only black guy for a little bit at this party and it's all like white people and you know it that feeling i've I felt that and, and it's a very awkward feeling and you know it happens a lot but i i felt a lot of this movie it it's it's weird and like i don't know it, to me movies stick when you have something to relate to and this movie had a ton of stuff to relate to it's it was amazing like i'm i'm very pumped and i'm i'm ready for Jordan Peele to make even more movies and and us is coming down the line uh that's going to be watched soon and i'm i'm very excited for what he has to say in the genre of horror and comedy i'm surprised uh well right now people just probably want him just for horror so <laughs> But uh, I want to say that movie Keanu, he made about mm-hmm. the little the cat. Yeah. Um, I think that was him and... Uh,
1: there was both of them, Keegan Michael Key. yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, no, this movie's amazing. Like I said, really seriously give it a shot. I know uh, there's there's some, probably some people out there that are like, nah, this is probably pretty stupid and probably going to be a little too preachy. It's good. But like I said, I know people that didn't want to watch Black Panther because they thought it was going to be a little too... I don't even know the right Ethnic. word. Ethnic? Yeah, and then when the whole world's like, wow, that movie's pretty fucking good, then they'd watch it, and they're like, that actually wasn't that bad. I'm like,
1: just watch no, it. Oh, shit.
0: But like I said, I'm not trying to get to... Uh,
1: we're not We're not getting preachy here. Try, try not, not to. to. It's hard. I'm going to uh, get preachy later. Sorry about it.
0: <laughs> but no, this movie's amazing, and seriously, give it a shot. It, it's really worth it. It's like an hour and 40 minutes. It's a perfect horror movie length. Doesn't go too long. It doesn't outstay it its welcome. Seriously, it's really good. And so now we have hit almost the nine-minute mark. We're getting really good at just talking about shit. Um, Right about now. um, You should just go away. Turn this off. If you haven't seen it. Pause
1: it. it, Like, get out of it. Go switch. (laughs) Get out. Yeah, get out of this podcast. Go switch to something else. uh, Turn on some Lizzo. You know, just, like, fucking listen to something else. Not this. If you have not seen this movie, please... Stop listening now and go watch this movie.
0: Honestly, it's been like two plus years. Why haven't you seen it yet? Don't be a loser.
1: Don't get on us because we haven't seen it, Said all right? the
0: man that hadn't seen it for two years. We've been busy. Uh-uh. But, yeah. Okay. And I'm going to count the five and then we're going to just talk about it freely. That wasn't five seconds, but I don't feel like counting. So, <laughs> um, this movie's fucking amazing, like I said before. But, um... How do you want to do this? Do you want to kind of do a brief little overlay of the movie? Or do you want to just kind of pick at it?
1: Uh, let's just pick at it. Okay. I don't want to do a whole overlay. That's a
0: lot. Okay. Um, let me see. What do you think about Chris, the main character?
1: Oh, I loved him. He was wonderful. Uh, the guy, I can, I'm going to butcher his name. Daniel uh, Kaluye? I don't know.
0: K-A-L-U-U-Y-A.
1: Yeah, Kaluuya? I think it's Kaluuye I don't know. But uh, the guy from Black Panther, he was Okoye's like, significant other, the guy who trained the rhinos. He was so good in this film. Like, his ability to cry, like, to silently cry on cue was fucking wonderful. Yeah,
0: he for sure went to the Will Smith School of Crying.
1: Yeah, and the, like the little nuances that he had in his face there was a lot of like really close up shots on his face like to get his emotion in all of these different instances where people are just saying shit or you know things ha- things are happening and they get these close ups on his face and he does just the the slightest little like nod of his head or op- like widening of his eyes and it's so impactful like the man is so good
0: so um i had a friend tell me that this movie gets better and better every time you see it because you see way more stuff. And uh, they said that this movie is a just giant fucking metaphor for just everything in this world. So, um, I caught on to a lot of it. Um, it's weird. When you watch all of Twilight Zone multiple times, that was another thing that me and my mom did. Every year we watched a fuck ton of Twilight Zone. You can kind of tell certain things, like it it's pretty glaring like at the garden party when um i can't remember his name it was andre in real life well in the sh- logan logan was the the new name but it was andre yes. the guy that got kidnapped at the beginning of the movie um when his wife is like hey uh LaKeith that couple Standiford. yeah um that couple's like they want to talk to you they haven't seen you yet and just the way people word things, and then when he comes up to him, he's like, "Hey, how's it going?" And he like does this turn, kind of like when you get a new car and you're showing off like a new outfit. Like he does this turn and like, "Wow, it looks good." It just little things like that. Um, at first, I was trying to figure out what it was. I knew it was something with hypnotism, like the whole situation. But I didn't, I didn't get the whole they were just taking bodies. <laughs> that kind of got me. But, um, yeah. That was
1: a big turn. I, I couldn't catch they, that they part play, They play that down until, like, they don't let you know it until the very end. Like, first you think it's just hypnotism, then you think it's, like, slavery, and then it's, like, this whole, it's way fucking worse, and you're like, holy
0: shit. So, um, I'm gonna be throwing out fun facts whenever I get a chance. So, um, all throughout the movie, Chris, he wears blue, Yeah. Um, and... Uh, a really big metaphor for just calmness and um, reasonable just feeling in nature and in the movie he is the calmest dude with a lot of this stuff and i've it i don't want to say it like i've been forced to do that but in a lot of situations i have to i have to kind of stay reasonable and calm and cool because it's a lot easier for me to do things when i'm not like the loud scary black guy i just have to be cool about everything. Um, there have been a lot of moments where um, it's hard for me to, to just not show any emotion, but I have to do something with my face. I can stay quiet. I don't have to get loud. But uh, there's moments where people say some pretty fucked up stuff, and I have to kind of just move away real quick. Because, like I said, it's it's tough being going from being the loud guy to being quiet again. People, it doesn't take much for people to just stop wanting to do things. So... I, his attitude and demeanor, it, uh, I felt that. And at the garden party, uh, there were tons of fucked up things said in his direction. And he, <laughs> he did really good this with, movie, with a lot of that stuff.
1: This movie was definitely painful in that way. Like I have been not on the receiving end of that situation I mean, I, not on the giving end of that situation either, but I've been around it, you know. Otis, clearly I'm around Otis all the time. And I've seen this happen in social situations where people just get, like, weird or say something weird and, you know, Otis or other friends of mine just have to remain as calm as possible to avoid confrontation so that they're not perceived as the angry person of color. And... It's heartbreaking. This movie, the way that he, that um he, Chris is portrayed in this film, the way that he does it is heartbreaking. Like every single instance where he's just like, "No, it's okay. I'm, you know, it, this is normal." He brushes it off because he's had to deal with it like all people of color have had to deal with it their entire lives, and it just for anyone who is empathetic, it is very heart wrenching to watch and sad.
0: But yeah, not like I'm saying <laughs> this movie is just a giant. Just hey, you know that kind of feeling. Well, I'm gonna just stretch it out and make it with a creepy undertone. But um, uh, yeah, Chris was amazing. Uh, really not that idiotic of a main character. And like I say, in horror movies, there aren't that many good guys. That are honestly reasonable. Like out of all the movies that I that we've seen, um, the main guy Kyle from *Darkness Falls* and um, uh, Heather from uh, *Nightmare on Elm Street*. Those are like the only two I can honest to God think of that were pretty reasonable. Billy, uh, he spilled the he spilled the water on the gizmo. Uh, he wasn't that bad, really. But, like I, like, I I digress. Um, usually main characters in horror movies, they're idiots. And they usually cause their, their problem. Like, they wake up something or they do blah, blah, blah.
1: Well, you do have to remember this is not <sighs> traditional horror. This is a thriller. Like, a mystery thriller. And in mystery thrillers, the main character is usually on top of his shit.
0: Yeah. Like, but...
1: So it's a little different. He's not, like... You know, in horror, it's always fucking somebody just running into the woods and tripping over shit and like making all sorts of mistakes everywhere yeah. they can because that's like the point. Their point is for them to just get murdered. But in a thriller, the point is for the main character to figure out, like, to piece together all the different pieces and figure out what the fuck is actually happening and then either put a stop to it or die from it, yeah. depending on the thriller.
0: But no, uh Chris was amazing. Amazing he was. main character. I actually he was I appreciated watching him go through all this mess. Um he I think he stayed a little little too long before I'd have been like, I need to get the fuck out of here. Oh but was, I
1: was team get the fuck out like like ten minutes in. Once I'm, he got to the yeah. house, I nope.
0: Yeah. But like I said, he did pretty good and yeah, it was a kind of no-win situation, but yeah. he gets out pretty good at the end. I'm I'm proud of him. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about Rose?
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> um, so, like, you have opinions on Chris. I have opinions on Rose. There, as a woman who has dated multiple men of color, I do not understand at all how any fucking white woman these days can fucking just be like oh yeah we're gonna go see my parents and you're gonna meet them for the first time and when he asks did you tell them that i'm black her response is no why should i have are you <laughs> fucking kidding me bitch like that's step one did like what the fuck world is she living in like, that was, was like, tip-off number one that something was wrong with this bitch for me. And that was, like, five minutes into this movie. They weren't even at the house yet. They were, like, at his apartment getting ready to go to, like, on this road trip. That was step one. Some shit was wrong with her because that wasn't something that she thought of to do. And I'm not saying that you should have to do this. Like, that, by any means, that is not something that you should have to do. But the reality of the situation is a lot of older white people are fucking crazy and weird about race. So if you don't give some type of warning, like people just will pull out guns and act fucking nuts. And that is not, if you actually care about somebody, that is not a risk you are willing to take. Also, when you don't tell people that you are bringing someone of a different race by, like a a significant other of a different race by, they will make all sorts of inappropriate comments and jokes and shit for no goddamn reason because people are awful.
0: (laughs) Yeah, people get nervous and they don't really know what they want to say so they, you know, go to the extremes and just say really dumb stuff. That happens a lot. Um, Rose, the first time I thought something was up, Um, so they accidentally hit a deer. Well, the deer just throws itself across the street and they hit it, I guess, Mm -hmm. but um when this cop pulls him over not pulls him over he he stops because they call for help and the cop asks for Chris's ID and she hops in and she's like well why um I knew there was more to it and the First layer was, oh, she's just being real defensive because that seems like a pretty racist thing for a cop to ask for.
1: Which it was. It was very yeah. racist.
0: But I I just had this like nagging feeling in the back of my head that there was more to that. And so after watching the whole movie and realizing that Rose was a terrible person, I go back and think about that scene, and I looked it up online, and a lot of people said that the main reason that she was so defensive toward the cop about Chris seeing chris's id was when he eventually turns up missing and someone's gonna say something about it that would be some type of record that could get traced back to them
1: yeah like oh she was last he was last seen with this girl on this highway in this car
0: yeah so that would just bring up issues and then they'd have to deal with that and so i was like wow that's really smart that she probably put a little guilt into that man's heart (laughs) just throwing a little white guilt at him. I mean to for racial pro- for racial
1: profiling. So yeah. he deserved it, but
0: I but I'm curious if was if, you know, later on in the movie all of the minority cops were kinda useless and they were. And they joked about uh the best friend Rod. We're gonna talk about Rod's amazing. Um Rod's trying to find Chris his whole time and he goes to the cops and it's all minority cops, which is really different because usually Um, very rare usually minority in In movies and I mean minority as in people with common sense so it can be a white person but just have common sense or a different way of thinking that minority character uh, they usually can figure out the problem but they usually die from it too but um, they're a lot different from all the other cops in the station Um, but yeah usually uh, Peel uses minority in the literal sense but they're all crap (laughs) and they make fun of Rod and they don't even try to even try to investigate it and they're like that's stupid and you're making this up and they laugh at him i'm curious if that cop at the beginning i wish they had a little bit more about him uh probably in a commentary I bet jordan peel brings up that that cop is probably investigating like all the missing like black guys cuz there's been a fuck ton of them yeah and i bet that's why he was like looking into it just Maybe. he was curious about it and now it would have been even better yeah that, that for once uh, the minority cop that knows something is the white guy and yeah. he, and he looked like a bad dude at first but then it's like no he was just a stern looking dude that was curious about who he was yeah but um no that was the first nod and then the second nod that rose something was up with her um the family brings up that they have this big party every year that they do and she's like, oh, that was this weekend. And and then they bring up like it's the same day every weekend, every year. It's the same day. And she kind of brushes that past really quick. And I thought about it and I was like, yeah, if something's like an annual thing. Like, oh, we do this ice cream social every year this same day. Yeah. And it's like, well, I want you to meet my family and we'll go this weekend. And it's like. Oh shit! The ice cream social—that was
1: really suspicious. Especially because, like, if you're planning on going to somebody's house to spend the weekend, especially something as monumental as like bringing a boyfriend home, uh, you're definitely gonna like one of your parents would have said, "Oh yeah, this and this is this weekend. Like that event is this weekend. Like there's no way that you didn't know about it, bitch."
0: Oh yeah, hundred percent. But yeah, Rose, like the rest of her family, she's crap, and yeah. But she did really good. Like, it, it took me a long time to, for the the flip to happen. That, so the you know. very
1: beginning where she, you know, reveals that she didn't warn her parents that he was black. Um, that immediately upset me, um, but not in a way that would convince me that she was part of the problem. Um, that didn't come until later. There's a scene at the garden party where Chris like is just overwhelmed by everything that's happening. And he wants, he needs just to, to get away. So she takes him away and they like go walk by the lake or whatever. And they're having this conversation about, um, you know, how stressed out he is and how weird he feels at this event and how he just wants to go home and he's not really comfortable. And she's like, making you know she's just talking and talking and then she starts to lay the blame on him like oh you would really abandon me like you would leave this you would just leave me here and he's like i mean kind of bitch like i'm you don't understand like i am getting a really bad feeling and your mom already like hypnotized me when i told her i didn't want to be hypnotized (laughs) and all this dumb shit and and she's just like you know, you are a bad boyfriend because you're thinking about leaving me at this thing with my family and, you know, whatever. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, you just witnessed all this weird racism happening towards him at the garden party and you want to fucking stay? Yeah. <laughs> you're not just going to go with him? That like, You're not going to get him out of there? Like, there's something wrong with you. You're fishy as shit. And we're going to see what the fuck happens later.
0: Yeah. So uh yeah, but a pretty good pretty good villain. Uh the whole family they're very villainous, but Rose did really good. But um uh what did you think about Rod, the best friend? Oh, I
1: loved him so much. Rod was so good. Perfect comedic timing. Like a true great best friend like Yeah. He was pet sitting for for them. He was like take he was calming his friend down when he was freaking out about being the only black guy at the party. Like every little thing that happened to chris that he could relate to his friend rod rod would like talk like talk him down and bring him like back to earth and all this stuff and he was wonderful and i said several times while we were watching it i was like this reminds me of you and terrell
0: yeah <laughs> like
1: several times
0: yeah i weirdly
1: uh, hold on weirdly i also was thinking of evan uh a lot every time that rod would bring up that he worked for the tsa and, like, this is some shit that the TSA that I can do. I would think of Evan just saying, like, this is some shit that I know how to do because I used to work at Best Buy or whatever. Yeah. Like, that is totally some shit that Evan would do. Shout out to Evan.
0: <laughs> uh, Yeah, that's, that's what I was going to say. uh, Rod made me feel like the voice that happens in horror movies, uh, usually it's, it's of the African-American voice in a the theater, uh, like I was telling you guys about uh, *Darkness Falls* when we watched it, it was the perfect storm of minority voices in a room, young kids, and when my boy Steve was yelling at the screen, there wasn't like, "Hey, shut up." It was like, "Yeah, that, yeah, slap that bitch in the face," and it, it just works. And I like I said, some of the best movies, the shittiest movies, and the best scenarios. Were when I was with other black people in a room, like watching it. It's, it's, I don't know. Like I said, it adds like a star and a half when we were with the right people watching a movie. But Rod made me feel like the voice of every black person that's watching a scary movie, just saying like, "Don't do that. That's so dumb." Yeah. Rod multiple times almost gets what's happening. And it's like, oh... He's
1: like, oh, don't go there with those white people.
0: He's like, oh... I told you not to do that. Oh, they're hypnotizing you, like some sex slaves and stuff, which I assume some of them actually are being sex slaves. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. And then he he just... The whole time, he's just slowly picking at it. And and it's funny. Chris isn't, like, saying no to this stuff. He's listening to it and taking it in. And then, like, uh, an amazing friend actually... Um, him actually making it to the end and saving him, um, in a horror movie, that would not have happened. He would have died on his way there. Yeah. Or he would have met someone else and like, oh, Chris is this way. Oh, and yeah. And he would have died. Sure. Um, it's very odd. And then explaining the ending, we'll get that that a little bit later. I
1: mean, I have expected, like, him to show up earlier, like a little earlier, and then for both of them to get fucked. Yeah. Like... That's what I expected the end of the film yeah, to be. Yeah, that's
0: why at the end, um, yeah, when you see the police lights, I did not think that could have been Rod.
1: Oh my God, my heart was beating I, so I, fast.
0: I did not, 100% did not think that was going to be Rod, because I was like, no, Rod is still trying to find out where he is, but like I said, that ties into the multiple endings to this movie, and we'll get there, but um, so we went through good people, bad people, uh, no, no, were... we
1: went through the good people. We only went through Rose.
0: Oh, Rose is bad. Oh, Yeah, but
1: that's it. We didn't go through any of the rest of her family.
0: Uh, what do you think about the parents?
1: Uh, the mom was the worst one, for sure. Um, I'm n- not really good with names. I think, is her name Catherine? Missy. Cat- no, 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 her real name. Oh, yeah. Catherine Kenny, I think? Kinner. Kinner. She's uh, the woman from 40 Old Virgin. Um... She was incredibly creepy in this film. Like she smiled, but they, all the smiles were very forced. Like they looked very forced. Um, and her just demeanor throughout the film was very like, clearly she's controlling. And then when she just hypnotizes him out of nowhere, yeah. <laughs> like that was it. I was like, this bitch is nuts. And then, you know, the dad, um, they're, so they're all working together and you don't really think, throughout the whole film, until like the very end, I didn't think anything of the dad. I was like, okay, he's just, you know, a dad. Like, he was making some really corny, weird, awkwardly racist jokes. And like, he wasn't trying to be racist, but he kept bringing like, Oh, you know, I would have voted for Obama a third time or you know, I love Michael Jordan or you know, some weird shit like that that he he just didn't know how to deal with it. You could tell and um besides the auction part, he didn't really he didn't really seem like he was that involved in the bad part.
0: Yeah.
1: Um he was just kind of there like a bystander until you get to the auction towards the end of the movie and then you're like, "Oh shit."
0: everyone's involved. Do you remember what the the dad's from?
1: He's from West Wing.
0: And uh, he's the bad guy in uh, Billy Madison. Yes. That's what I remember him from. That's, anytime I see his face, I think of Billy Madison. Yeah.
1: Eric. Eric, yeah. We are all dumber. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) When he fell over and his balls came out. Yeah. They're weird looking. (laughs) No, I always
1: think of him from, I mean, I guess also from Billy Madison, but mostly from the West Wing.
0: And Cabin in the Woods. I think about that. Oh, yeah. I
1: forgot.
0: Think i think about Kevin that i think about that second with,
1: was it, who was the other guy
0: he's the dad from step brothers
1: yeah 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 what is that guy's name i
0: can't remember his fucking name damn
1: it he yeah. looks like jk simmons but it's not jk simmons yeah it's like
0: a skinnier jk simmons like if he had cancer yeah yeah <laughs> and it was a little bit older
1: he's a state uh no jk simmons is a state farm yeah. guy god damn <laughs> yeah.
0: it yeah i don't know what that dude's name but yeah they were they were the ones controlling everything but um
1: we'll get to that movie later too that's a great movie
0: yeah but um let me see, we did them, we did that
1: that's that's it that's everybody that's yeah. ev- all the g- random guests at the garden party.
0: um well, so it's uh it's funny. we'll talk about the one guest. so there's a um art collector at the party, and Chris sits down Milton. with him and um he seems pretty calm and not really weird like all the other people at the party. And so he talks to him, and he's like, yeah, I'm blind, and and blah, 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 but he collects art and stuff, and he appreciates Chris's eye for detail and what he does. Like,
1: as an artist, yeah.
0: Yeah, but it's funny. There's a sentence that he said towards the end of their little meeting, and he says that um, it's about time that he had a solo, like, um, what's the word?
1: Uh, A solo art show.
0: An art show, yeah. And he's like, oh, that'd be amazing. He's like, yeah, soon soon enough, uh, we'll get together and we'll make it happen. And it hit me and I was like, everybody talks in this like ominous, double-sided... Double
1: entendre, yeah.
0: The whole movie. There are tons of little nods toward things. But, you know... He's talking about, like, I'm going to take your body soon and I'll have your eyes and then we will work on that. Yeah, and you don't really
1: think about it because you don't know what's happening yet. Like, at that point when he says it, the auction thing hasn't happened yet. And the other, like, you don't know what's happening yet. You just know that everyone's really weird. So, it's very, like... Watching it, every, yeah, the whatever your friend said, watching it over and over again is oh, definitely, yeah. like...
0: It'll be a lot easier for me. I can ignore some things and then I look at some other things. There were yeah. a couple of scenes I wanted to, like, check out the, the background because there was a lot of things happening in the background. And, and, like I said, movies like this, and I can tell Jordan Peele loves to add little just shit in the background and stuff. So I know there's tons of things everywhere. So many Easter eggs. Um, Nods
1: yeah. to other things
0: easily this movie probably has tons of stuff we didn't see yeah so um let's see so the garden party is honestly the biggest scene and it it goes for a while uh and they head back to the house at that night and then chris is ready to go and that's when the the shoe drops that yeah he's not leaving and they um they tie him up well
1: it's still that picture that picture box that he fucking finds
0: yeah so you find out that also
1: who opened that closet
0: door it was just cracked
1: no, it was all the way open.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think it was the maid. Grandma.
0: I don't know. Just
1: peeking through a little bit.
0: Yeah. I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, so you find out Chris is in this holding cell, honestly, tied up. And uh, Chris finds out what the whole situation is. That this group has been doing this for a while. And they finally perfected transplanting older people's minds consciousness consciousness into a younger body so they can effectively live forever and so um there was a story earlier that the dad uh dean talked about and he said his grandpa or his dad
1: i think his dad
0: his dad um lost to jesse owens in the qualifying races for the olympics uh back in what was it berlin he
1: was second place in second place to jesse owens for the united states team in berlin
0: and so apparently that picked at him for the rest of his life, and
1: he just I, had it out for black people. Like he wanted to be faster and stronger and whatever. Like yeah.
0: And he realized that well, if I had Jesse Owens' body with my like you know mindset, I could have been better than Jesse Owens. And so I honestly think that's probably the beginning of this situation. Oh yeah, then. for sure. And the grandpa's like, no, I need a better body. My body's not good enough to take out a black guy. Unless I get a black guy's body, then I can do better. And so, um, yeah. And <laughs> at that point, uh, Chris is ready to go. Oh, I don't know if you saw, but um, there's a scene. So um, every time uh, he hears this certain rhythm uh, of a cup, a spoon hitting uh, a teacup, he goes to sleep. And so he finally catches on. So he's he's been picking at his restraints, like the chair that he's in. Yeah. He's been working it out, and there's fluff in cotton the coming in the chair, out of it. so it's cotton. So big metaphor, fun fact. He's um, picking cotton. Yes, Chris was actually saved by picking cotton. The thing that uh, was terrible <laughs> for black people to do back in the day.
1: I'm sorry that I'm laughing. That's because of this YouTube video oh, yeah. of this guy talking about a field trip that he was forced to go on when he was in third grade. That I will never, forever forget.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. So Jordan Peele added that in, and I I love that. That's that's a nod that like that's
1: the best. That's so good. I didn't catch that. That's what it was supposed to be. Like I noticed that he had taken the cotton out and you know done all that, or that the cotton was coming out. But I didn't notice that that's what it yeah. was meant to be until just now.
0: You know, a thing that I would never do willingly. Save his life and i'm like oh he was picking cotton and it actually saved his that's fucking cool yeah so um he breaks free because he has the cotton in his ears and goes on a pretty cool uh rampage against the family uh really effective at taking them all out and well, yes
1: yeah, because his body is
0: oh yeah better. he does have a strong body his uh, body
1: is to... better Because yeah. <laughs> he's black and not white and weak
0: and so the house gets set on fire and he takes out everybody except the, um, Well, he takes Rose. out the
1: brother and the father and the mom.
0: Yeah, the mom, yeah. She oh. she lost her teacup, so she had nothing against him at that point, and so. Nah, she got fucked. She got the fucked The dad's out. was
1: the best, the best one.
0: Oh, with the buck, with, with yeah. With the
1: deer? Oh my god, that was so good.
0: So apparently, um, online they said another metaphor was him talking, uh, so him saying that deer, there were so many of them, and... And they needed to be taken out, or the population. I immediately
1: assumed that that was fucking some racist shit yeah, when he said that. That was an
0: under underlying because, racist comment. because
1: going into this movie, I already knew like that that was kind of the premise. Like racism was basically the premise of this film. When he said that and was talking about deer, I was like, "Holy shit!" He is talking about fucking systemic, like racism, and it's killing me right now. He's talking about literally like gunning down fucking black people. And it's like this is the worst.
0: <laughs> oh, this racism is killing me inside. But um, yeah. So he gets killed by a black guy with a metaphor for black people in his hand. Yes. <laughs> so black metaphor takes him out. But um, so the daughter Rose is sitting in a room listening to. I forgot what song it was.
1: The whitest shit, you know.
0: I can't remember, but it was a really silly song at that moment another big metaphor that came up so she's eating fruit loops and she's eating the fruit loops like dry, dry and then drinking the milk out of a black straw uh just metaphor upon metaphor upon metaphor
1: keeping the colors out of her milk
0: yeah so and then the oh man it's this this movie's wild seriously um But yeah.
1: Also, you're definitely a psychopath if that's how you fucking eat cereal.
0: Yeah, right? That's a lot of extra work. Psychopath. That's a lot of extra work. Like, cereal's supposed to get wet and soggy. That's just life. Psychopath. There's no way you can keep cereal dry unless you're doing it that weird, freaky way.
1: Okay, I know kids I watch, uh, they put cereal in a cup and then the milk in the bowl and then we'll, like, Add just a little bit of cereal, so the cereal stays, like, crispy while they that's eat it. a lot they, of work. They like it crunchy. I. It's fucking that's weird. That's a
0: lot of work, man. Kids are weird.
1: They don't give a
0: shit. Kids are, kids are weird. They do a lot of weird stuff. Yeah,
1: eventually they'll get over that and just eat cereal normal, but for right now... That's a, lot of, that's a lot
0: of extra effort, man. I know they got the energy for it, but shit, man. That's just... I'm just gonna eat this cereal normal. That's too much.
1: Kids will also take, like, 75 bites to finish one single chicken nugget, so like yeah, like there's no rhyme or reason some yeah. days they love chicken nuggets and some days it's like pulling teeth to get them to eat one
0: yeah okay so um fast forward a little bit there's a little bit of fighting and struggling with the grandparents that inhabited um the, the help the help around the house and so at the end of the movie rose is on the ground with a bullet in her stomach and she's getting choked out by chris and then you see police lights hit.
1: Yeah, and the, oh my god, so, my heart. So
0: there's one second hurt. while his hands are around her throat, and then he hears like the whoop whoop of the police car. It there's a second where he just fuck. And his
1: he, the way yeah. that he controls his face in that moment, like the look, the instant where he goes from anger from about choking her to just absolute like terrified horror that he's about to get shot like that is the that's the look on his face and it's heart-wrenching like yeah yeah, and it's so well done like that one that look on his face is so so good
0: yeah and then rose's face goes from like oh shit i might die to oh i'm getting out of this and, yeah,
1: and she immediately starts playing the victim.
0: Yeah, it's, it, oh man, it, it's so oh my God. sad because right when it hit, I was like, shit, he's going to jail.
1: No, my heart sank. The second those, those like, you see the lights flash and you hear the, si- the siren, I was like, fuck, he's going to stand up and he is going to get shot up right now. Like, I was half, ex- like, I was really expecting to see him just get lit up and I was going to cry. Like, cause I, I mean, you all know the terrible climate we're in right now. Like, that's just fucking happening left and right. People sitting in their own goddamn homes watching TV getting shot up for no goddamn reason. Like, ugh, my heart, like, could barely handle the end of it.
0: Yeah. So, lo and behold, it's good friend Rod uh, in a TSA airport, like, vehicle. And yeah. he's Woo. here, he's here to pick him up. Woo!
1: That was such a relief.
0: And Rod comes with the lion of the movie. He's like, you know, Chris asked him, how'd you find me? He's like, I'm the TS motherfucking A. This is what we do. And it it made me smile. Like, fucking handled. W- yeah. Yeah, we handle shit. <laughs> Consider this, this fucking handled. And they drive off. And Rose dies in the street, bleeds out like a dummy.
1: Good. She and, was a dumb bitch.
0: And this is the end. So... Um, unfortunately, um, I would have loved if this was the original ending for it, but Jordan Peele had another ending in, in mind. So the original ending was, um, Chris is choking out Rose and she dies from, you know, suffocation and the lights hit again and cops actually come out and they arrest him. And so time has gone by and Rod comes to, uh, I guess, prison to talk to him about his case and, unfortunately, Chris can't remember much. And so, um, a lot of people online said it was because of the hypnosis
1: that I it, it kind it.
0: of fucked up his memory. He said he couldn't remember anything. He couldn't remember any names or anything. No,
1: I I took that as he didn't want to. I didn't take it as he couldn't. I took it as he didn't, like, he was done telling that well, story.
0: So, I saw that, too. There's two avenues of thought that he was satisfied with just the thought that he stopped them. Yeah. And so, he was fine with everything. Then another avenue of thought was that all the hypnosis that happened to him, which was not over, if someone gets another teacup out, they could put him to sleep again. Yeah. It's just that he can't remember anything. Yeah. No names, probably faces if he had to, but his mind was, and he went through a lot of trauma that is just, his mind is fucked up. And so he's like, and he's.
1: I mean, that's fair.
0: He's kind of just depressed to the fact that he knows he's not getting out of that.
1: Yeah, no, there's no a way. A
0: giant mansion is on fire. There's like five le- dead bodies. Yeah. the Two black people down a gun with his hands on it. White lady choked out with his blood. And at least four more white people in a mansion. Yeah. Uh, probably well-to-do people are dead. And they're like, you probably did it. Yeah. Uh, There was no way he was getting out of that. So oh, no. he was probably just accepting his fate, honestly. Yeah. Um, Which is
1: honestly why I'm shocked that he lived in the original ending.
0: Yeah, well,
1: because that's
0: unheard of. Well, Jordan Peele came up with that ending because of it's kind of more of the realistic. Honestly, if cops came up,
1: if cops were doing what cops are supposed to do, yeah, yeah, but they don't.
0: Well, and then he said, if, when the, if
1: Chris, if the Chris character was a white kid and he had shot up a school, yeah, sure. <laughs> take him to wendy's and then take him to jail but but um the fact that he was black is like that's uh, almost unheard of today like yeah it just doesn't happen
0: so jordan peele came up with this idea and worked on the movie when uh obama got elected and so when it was coming out and they were working on the ending uh times changed a wee bit and uh people became a little more woke about situations and you know, Trayvon Martins and a lot of way, way too many people and for Trump me to had already
1: been elected. bring
0: up their names. But a lot of situations have come up that he, the test market saw that ending and it was just a, it was too much. Like this movie's already like pretty, I couldn't even imagine. it's pretty down. It's and, heartbreaking. It this just,
1: movie is heartbreaking from start to finish. Like
0: it, it just didn't work with them. And so he, he said that. The movie is kinda of deserved like a like a, a good pass, like a a good ending to it. And so he came up with the idea that Rod actually saves him, but he, he kept in the police lights because he still wanted to add a little bit of despair to everybody's like soul for that, a second. That fear
1: at the end. He yeah. wanted everyone to have that fear. Including Chris, the character.
0: Yeah. But uh yeah, I'm I'm actually glad he came with this ending, like the the move the ending that happened in the movie. Though Um, like I was talking about, the episode's not out yet, I shouldn't have said that, any um, in Stephen King's stories, it happens all the time, but, um, Stephen King will sometimes get his main character to the end of the story, but he, that does not mean that they are safe, and a lot of them die, or just accept their fate, uh, it happens a lot, some of my favorite stories from Stephen King- the the main character does not get a good ending and it's the more realistic way. The world is not fair and Jordan Peel realized that, but he gave everybody a gimme on this one. But yeah. There are a lot of directors out there that are like, oh, it all ended great and they hold hands in the end, walk to the sun. I'm like, nah man, he killed a lot of white people real quick and the cops came out, he's not getting away. Like, I don't even know how this movie would end, like if you added another twenty-four hours to this movie. I still think something's going to come of this because there's a lot of white people that know his name and they know that he didn't get grabbed. So, uh there there's easily enough for a sequel to this cuz shit, he did a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah. But uh but yeah, no. It's I'm I'm glad that he went with that ending and not the extra depressing one, though it would have been the real, more realistic ending. But no, I'm very glad uh, another fun fact so the family's name that's uh, Armitage Armitage Armitage
1: I Armitage Armitage
0: um, it's actually based on HP uh, Lovecraft um, uh, I forgot which episode it was when I brought up that you know like the Cthulhu oh Midnight Meat Train um, just the idea of some crazy outer world, worldly force and people work for it and if you look at it you'll go crazy that kind of weird that type of weird, stupid horror. It's not stupid, but I think it's a little dumb. But H.P. Lovecraft, um, it's a uh, homage to uh, the Dunwich Horror. It's a story which involves secret societies, like that group that likes putting their bodies and their brains into other people's bodies, um, moving souls, mm-hmm. and altered states of reality, like the sunken place. Um, apparently, I didn't know this about H.P. Lovecraft, but apparently he was... Crazy racist. <laughs> and uh I need to look up some more about that, but I'm not surprised because we learned that uh what's his name? Musician.
1: Eric Clapton. Eric
0: Clapton apparently don't like black people either, so fuck him. But um yeah. Armitage, it's uh it's uh it's based on something. I liked it. I liked it. Um oh, here's another fun fact. Um so the name Get Out. Uh I don't know if Katie has had to deal with this, but I know Terrell, I know you're listening to this, and you're going to nod and be like, hell yeah, I, remember, I know that shit. Uh, a lot of my buddies in Texas. So, um, Texas is really cool and really stupid and scary in a, in this situation. The core of Texas is awesome. Up and to the right is good. Um, <laughs> I think Houston is stupid, and it's always damp and watery and floody, but it seems to be in an alright place. But if you go hard left, uh up and left or like hard right it gets a little fucky and and so it's a um it's actual term and i remember it's called a sundown sundown towns and texas is one of those sundown states there are places where if you're driving through uh you don't want to be there when it turns night uh, especially if you are a person of color um i haven't had this happen to me personally but i've drunk i've driven through places and i've gotten gas before it got dark in some of the non-dark colored friendlier places knowing that i need to get the fuck out of here and not stop for anything while i'm in this area Uh, my buddy terrell has had to deal with that uh, where he goes to pump gas and people like, nah, I can't take your money. And he's like, well, what's wrong with it? He's like, you know why. And it's like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, you don't like me because I'm black. Oh, shit. Okay, I'll hop in my car and keep going. Um, yeah, there's some very scary places out there like that. So the name Get Out, um, it's a nod toward horror movie, you know, people watching a horror movie and saying, like, you need to get out of there. And also Get Out. Uh, Actually, there would be literal signs in some town saying, like, get the fuck out of here when it gets dark. Um, It's a nod toward that. It's a very shitty, realistic thing that happens in our world. Yeah, so if you're in the South and your skin ain't extra pale, uh, yeah, keep on moving through some states. But, uh, yeah.
1: I've never dealt with that directly um, because I am very light-skinned for being Hispanic. Um, But... I do remember when we went to Louisiana feeling very uncomfortable. Once we crossed into the state of Louisiana, dro- so we drove from Dallas to New Orleans, which is south, the southern edge of Louisiana. Um, and once we crossed into the state of Louisiana, everything between the, the edge of the state and actual New Orleans was a little scary. I felt... Like, I could feel the eyes on us because we were uh, an interracial couple, and I just felt awkward. And it wasn't until we got into New Orleans where the population where we were was majority uh, African-American, and, like, it wasn't an issue there. But everywhere else in in Louisiana, I felt the eyes, and I was just—it was weird. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And uncomfortable. And I was like, we—like, get gas, let's go. Like, we're not stopping. We're not, like—
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm Um, I'm good. I want to say on the first trip out to uh, California before I met Katie, uh, Terrell and I were driving and uh, we were getting a bit low on gas. Not bad, like a fourth left. And there were a couple of gas stations that we saw. And it's just when you're (laughs) when it gets dark and you're jumpy and realistic and black, like Terrell and I. Um, you taking a lot of things into consideration before you stop your car, and I remember there was one gas station, man, I wish Terrell was here, I want to say there was like one light on the gas pump, and I think another light by the door of the gas station, and everything else was just pitch fucking black, and it's that kind of situation where, this is dumb, it's like you're in the light, so everything in the dark can see you, but you can't see it. And I remember getting close to that, and I saw it. I was like, I'd rather fucking just lose. I'd rather just be empty. And Terrell's like, you, you ain't never lied. And we kept going. And I was like, well, we gonna just be stranded because I'm I fucking will not stop at that gas station. Uh, yeah, driving in the dark is scary as fuck. But uh, <laughs> so yeah, uh, great movie. Get Out is worth it. It's worth the what hundred minutes that it is. Um, like I said, it's worth your time. Give it a shot. It'll make you laugh. It'll make you frown. It
1: might make you cry. I've been been on the verge of tears for like an hour, so.
0: Uh, You'll probably be a little confused about it, and you'll be like, hell yeah, kill that person. What do you have in the sense of seven words that will just solidify what anybody needs to know about this movie?
1: Okay, I've got uh, three different seven word synopsis for this film. Mm Yeah. One. Allison Williams as the worst girlfriend ever.
0: (laughs) She is like the worst.
1: (laughs) Two. White family attempts to body snatch black boyfriend.
0: Ooh. Damn.
1: Yeah. Three. Racism. Tension. Allison Williams is fucking awful. Damn. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly, I don't like Allison Williams. The hey, end.
0: Hey, so she did her job, right?
1: Oh, I didn't. I didn't like her before. I don't, just don't like her more now. Yeah.
0: Uh, let me see. Seven words. I'm gonna say. Uh, racism makes my tummy hurt a lot. Nah, a lot's usually one word. A lot. Shit. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, uh, black dude should have left even earlier. Yeah, when he said, I need to get the fuck out of here, I was like, that's a really good time. But if you left 30 minutes early, you probably would have got out of there. But, yeah, like I said, uh, good stuff, good stuff. What you got?
1: Uh, So, we do have a sponsor for this episode. I know it's a little late in the episode, but here's our sponsor. This episode's sponsor is Mixed Race (laughs) In-Laws. Making situations uncomfortable since the beginning of time.
0: <laughs> oh man, it's Oh Oh, I feel that. <laughs> I I feel that in my guts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's that's a good one. That's a good ass one right there. Yeah. Fuck man. Yeah.
1: Woo. It goes it goes all all directions. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. That's a good one. Yeah.
0: Good shit. Good shit. So, um, what would you give this movie as, in a rating?
1: Ooh. I want to give it a 10. But, well, it, I'm going to give it a 10. The The only thing I didn't like about this film is Allison Williams. <clears throat> um, and it's not just because, like, the character itself was very hard to watch, Um, because up to the point where she was like murderous and in on the whole thing, like I am the white girlfriend, like the white wife, like that is me. And her viewpoint on everything was just so far from where I am that it was aggravating. Um, I don't know if it's just because it's Allison Williams or if it's the way the character is written or what, but. I feel like that should ding her, ding the whole movie down a little bit, but I'm just going to keep it at a 10 because, uh, Chris, the character of Chris, Daniel, um, I can't even remember his name now. Daniel, guy from Black Panther was incredible. And he and the guy, the best friend, Rod, like yeah. they made this film. like. Yeah. It was so good. The bad guys were good, and all the extra like extras were really tensiony. But it was so good, and Jordan Peele deserves every award that can possibly be given. I know that this movie won a lot of awards, but he should have won more.
0: Yeah, he got a fuck ton of stuff. Uh, this movie easily it, it's it's perfect for what it wanted to give you and what it showed. It's perfect. Um, there are tons of movies that get a lot of this hype and then we see it, they're like, eh, that was something. Uh, no, this movie didn't ask a lot. And what I'm sad about for Jordan Peele in the future, when he makes movies because he made such a ridiculous first movie, kind of like M. Night Shyamalan. Um, you know, you come out with six cents and in every I movie, that was his first film. Yeah. So, you know, and see what happened to him. Uh, that's hey,
1: the... Signs was great. How dare you?
0: Yeah, but then like the village. Every came movie
1: out. after that was trash. Yeah. Yes.
0: Um. So that's the problem. You make an amazing first film. You have such big boots to fill because people, everyone people expects don't
1: that greatness. Yeah. Every single people time. don't
0: realize that movies are gonna be different. So they think you're making like Get Out two, but it's a movie about a shark, and they're like, I mean, it's not Get Out. It's not supposed to be. It's another movie. And so sooner or later, there's going to be a movie that comes out from Jordan Peele, and it's going to be, nah, I guess, it's not good out. And i you know, it, it always happens. No director has a perfect track record with his movies because yeah. people don't know how to let go of things. Well, I mean, that's Steven start Spielberg. Over. For
1: sure, that's Steven Spielberg. That's no. why he hasn't done a film. That's why he hasn't done a film in a really long time because he is known for being like so great. Like, every film he put out for a long time throughout the 80s and most of the 90s were just okay. fucking hit after hit after hit. And I was going to
0: say that you and your friends hate uh, Indiana Jones 4.
1: Everybody hates Indiana I'm Jones 4. I'm fine with Indiana Jones Bullshit. 4. shit! I'm perfectly you fine with You are a liar. Because every time we talk about it, you're there's, right, there's issues
0: in the movie. I'm not there's saying it's three. perfect, But people talk about it like they need to abort this movie like it's a little baby and it's bothering their lives and making it harder for them to, like, function. But
1: Indiana Jones 4 is the fucking misstep that Steven Spielberg took.
0: That's what I'm saying. Like,
1: everyone was, like, you know, you can only have so many, like, Star Wars movies before one of them is just crap. Or so many, you know, Indiana Jones movies or ets and all of that like eventually something's gonna be crap and for steven spielberg it was kingdom of the crystal skull so hopefully it never happens to jordan peele but that's the problem is that he's now because this for his first movie was so good every film is gonna be expected to be that good or better and
0: like i said that's a shame like it, it happens with characters like everybody with Heath Ledger. You know, they had Heath Ledger penis in their mouth when he was a Joker. And anybody else that plays Joker, people are just bothered by. Uh, apparently, Joaquin Phoenix did good enough, but I still hear people say, like, nah, Heath Ledger. But, it, like I said, people can't let go of something yeah. and just be able to start over. But that's that's an argument I for will something say, else.
1: That is where, there is a part there, though, where Jordan Peele does have the advantage over everyone else. Because he started in comedy and doing sketch comedy and all that he went from this movie to Keanu like he made this super serious horror film and then went and did a film with his best friend about a fucking cat like a little tiny kitten and it was just like dumb and hilarious so he knew he wasn't trying to be like to hold up to all this pressure and stuff he did what he wanted to do and Good for him.
0: And then he worked on Black Klansman and that's like a kind great, of biography ish type movie. Um, yeah. So uh it's it's damn near perfect. Honestly, he he came out with an idea and he, he followed through. Okay, so we gotta do this. So the budget for this movie, what do you think it was?
1: Oh, it was low I'm sure it was low. Hmm? It was like a house and well, I mean the actors are pretty well known. Yeah. Ish. Um. Well, no, maybe not at the time. Allison, whatever. Allison Williams wasn't super famous, Mm -hmm. and I don't think he had done Black Panther, or Black Panther had just come out at the same time. Yeah, he
0: he was doing it.
1: I don't, and I don't know anything that he had done before that. I think he did some
0: English stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So uh, I don't know, like five or six million dollars.
0: Four point five. All right. Okay, now what do you think the box office was? Oh
1: Jesus, huge because everybody loved this film and everybody went and saw it. Um, when did it come out?
0: Uh, February 24th, 2017.
1: Oh, Halloween time. Ooh, that's like the same exact time as fucking Black Panther. Literally the same weekend as Black Panther. Um, I don't know. 200 million?
0: 255.
1: That's a, that's good. That's yeah. shocking no, actually. He... The shocking only because it came out at the same time as Black Panther and Black Panther fucking exploded.
0: Uh, Within, I want to say within like a day, he easily made multiples of his money and then it just kept going. Uh, Kind of word of mouth. Um, I'm not a big fan of Rotten Tomatoes, but uh, this movie got the coveted 100% for a very long time. I think it's like like 98 right now. Um, But yeah. Like,
1: yeah, and I think the 98 is from the fans, like, you know, some racist-ass trolls, you know, this is anti-white propaganda, blah, 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 you know. Yeah. The, you know, the dumb troll shit.
0: Yeah, so another fun fact, 2017 is the first year ever that horror movies made over a billion dollars collectively. So that year, it came out. It won. Um, yeah. Get out. Fuck, it won not not it, it follows uh they come at night I think a quiet place uh it was hit after hit in 2017 like
1: Annabelle yes
0: uh Annabelle and then uh, I think one of the conjurings happened too yeah uh it was ridiculous
1: no it was, haunting in Connecticut no I don't conjuring
0: it was one of the conjurings I believe yeah uh, it it was a ridiculous year for horror movies it was and a
1: lot of big yeah, big money, it, and they made films. over
0: a billion, and it was that's never happened before. So, um, horror, like I said, horror has a place now. It just has to be a little bit different. It's, and some movies are going back to more practical effects, which I think always is easier. Uh, they this
1: always mo- do practical effects for it's, everything. It's
0: more work, but it comes out better.
1: It looks better. Um,
0: this movie, uh, they had to do a little fancy stuff with this one but it seemed pretty practical especially for the budget that they had they didn't go too crazy with it um but no this movie did amazing and jordan peele he he made some good money and so honestly he could come up with anything he wants right now and people will give him a chance until he makes a pooper um i know he wants to make a gargoyles movie i keep seeing that post um there was some gargoyles
1: like the disney show gargoyles Holy Apparently, crap.
0: that's one of his favorite like cartoons of all time. You know, like, does he, he, wants... he want to
1: make a live action one?
0: I don't know what he wanted to make. Probably some type of mix or something. He Holy wants to do one.
1: Holy shit.
0: Uh, there was another franchise that came up, uh, a comic book franchise that he wants to do. Um, and so it's just up to like, Mar- I can't remember, I remember if it was Marvel or DC. But honestly, if he wanted, he could probably just do just about any comic book character if he asked the right way I could see him do like a Green Lantern thing and, I would love and it. no one probably wouldn't say no they'd be like well, fuck yeah like,
1: they should put him on should have put him on Blade could you and, see him with fucking uh, the dude who's gonna be the new Blade um, oh Marshal so Ali yeah uh, Marshal Ali
0: um, so yeah uh, sooner or later uh, Jordan Peele he's gonna get some
1: he's gonna be every crazy
0: high profile thing and no one's gonna say no to him until he makes some crap And then I'll be like, okay, let's slow it down a little. But uh, no, he's doing amazing, and I'm very glad for him. Uh, This movie's great. Like I said, it's it's refreshing to see new horror ideas, new horror movie ideas from new faces. And hey, I have nothing against the old crazy white guys that come up with things. Hey, Stephen King's one of my favorite people that come up with horror ideas. But it's nice to see some females out there, some younger guys, some black people. I want to see some Latino guys. Latina girls. Um, Adam Green. Uh, he's a younger dude, but he makes the Hatchet movies. And if you haven't seen those, they're great. Uh, very graphic. And it's like a new version of Jason. And he flips what's scary on its head. And, and he messes with those moments of tension where you know something's going to pop out around a corner. And he he flips it around. Like, I've jumped way too much at these graphic ass snuff films that I watch but it's these younger kids know they have to do different shit to creep people out. And so this new wave of people with horror, I'm 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 digging it. It's nice. Uh it makes older horror movies kind of crap unless they're the good ones. <laughs>
1: and even then, like we're watching what the old the original Halloween and compared to the brand new Halloween that just came out last year, Right, last year? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's good, but it's not brand new Halloween good. Yeah, and, like,
0: and so there's this new, like, sub, this group of, like, comedians that like to work on a horror now. Danny McBride, uh, Eastbound and Down, he, I want to say he wrote the new Halloween script and he worked on it. Like, yeah. that was his baby. And people were like, Danny McBride, like, he's working on a horror movie. That's going to be stupid. Like, when I remember I saw people his saying name, that. When I
1: saw his name on the screen, I, like, chuckled to myself. I was like, that can't be the same Danny McBride. Like, that's got to be somebody else.
0: But, like I said, there's this weird little relationship to horror and comedy. It's the same shit, and these people are really good at it. So, that like, this new wave of horror, like I said, I'm here for it. It makes me happy, yeah. and you can get a jump out of me. Good for you, and that's worth the what hundred bucks it costs to go see a movie. So uh kudos to you. Um so you got anything else?
1: No. Nope. Go see this movie. Dear God, please go see this movie. Yeah, it's fucking... get out of your house and go see this movie.
0: <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> you liked it. Uh but yeah, no, this movie's great. So, um yeah. We'll see you in another day and um so, I'm waiting on the uh, iTunes uh, acceptance page. Hopefully, they didn't don't say no. Um, and so, this will be up on iTunes. Uh, we're on Spotify, so check that out. Hopefully, I need to test if it's actually working right. It's because I have a meter, and it shows me if I get any views, but it's still been at zero. So, I don't know if anyone's checked it out yet. So, I need, I'm probably going to check it out myself and just see if that number will go up.
1: You might not count your views. I can do it.
0: Yeah, so I just need to check it out. So uh, whenever you get a chance, if you want to do that. um, The Google Play one, uh, hopefully soon, uh, that pops up and then I can check that out. But um, yeah, there's going to be links for days for shit and um, we're past the halfway point on this. And it's going great and I really enjoy this. Um, It seems like the back half of this uh, horror thing, um, it seems it's going to go a little more modern but there's a couple of ideas that I want to do that I go, probably go way, way, way back. Um, I didn't even think about the original Night of Living Dead. It's honestly one of my favorite movies because I brought it up in, what was it, Darkness Falls? Uh, it's one of the first movies I can remember with a black lead. And they, the people respect them. And this was black and white movie. which there weren't that many black guys doing a lot of stuff out of like being a servant. Or, like, a maid, and then them dancing with a character. That was kind of the only things they had back then. But this guy, he's effective, and he has plans, and he takes out zombies. Um, It's great. So, um, I've always wanted to really talk about that with people, so I'm probably going to watch that. And it's, it's old, but it's great. And there was a remake with Tony Todd, and it's fucking good. And in the vein of, like, horror movie, like, remakes... Uh, that and Dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead's a really good remake also. But there's not that many. Um, there's sequels that are really good, like Halloween. But I can't think of that many, like... Oh, The Thing. That's another one. So I, I can think of three off top of my head. But if I had to really think of more, that's when it gets a little tricky. But, yeah. Some old-ass horror movie. And it's like, we're going to do it better. And it's like, oh, well, that was kind of shitty. But, um, yeah. I think Night of the Living Dead. Either the super old one, which I love, or the rebooted one in the 80s or 90s, um, in color, either one, they're both fucking amazing, um, shit, I might just watch both one day and just talk about them, but, okay, um, but it's great, so thank you for listening, and, uh, we'll see you soon, okay, love you guys, bye.